Welcome back. It's the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017 thehammercom Over to our Hammerhead hotline we go. It is officially basketball season, and I couldn't be happier about it because we get to talk to our good buddy, Bobby Buckets. Bobby Riddell is on with us, part of the radio broadcast crew, alongside with our uh, friend Rob Blackman. Uh, coming off that win, Bobby, uh, 86-64 over UND. Uh, a lot to like, uh, a lot of problems still with this uh, Purdue squad, but... Uh, what was it? First up, before I even get into the performance here, look, being back inside a packed Mackey Arena, it's been a minute for all of us. But kind of talk about what that experience was like for you as the game tipped off last night. Sure, yeah, it certainly has been a minute for everyone to be inside Mackey and, and just for an exhibition game to see the crowd turn out there was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a good environment uh, for Rob and myself. Uh, it was for, you know, from a radio standpoint, we were courtside, uh, like Rob and, and Cliz were for all those times, all those years before. So, you know, last year for me, we weren't able to be courtside for the home games. We were up in the concourse level. So it was neat being courtside for the, for our, my first game from a radio standpoint and just having that different feel and environment down there on the court. Uh, the speed of the game seems a lot quicker. When you're down courtside, I'm always like amazed, and I see the speed of the game, and I'm just like, you know, I, I kind of pinch myself, and I'm like, I can't believe I was out there. Uh, it feels like forever ago now, of course, but uh, just because those guys are so big and so fast. But it was fun. Uh, the crowd, pretty good crowd, all things considered, especially exhibition game, and obviously there's a lot of excitement for this Purdue team this year. It's humbling at our age, isn't it? Because you're, you're going back thinking, hey, maybe I still got it. And then you see a guy like Zach Eady go out there and drop 20. You're like, no, I, I don't. I, I don't have that anymore if I even did have it to begin with with this crew. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, good offensive performance. We bring up a guy like Eady. The, I, I hate calling him this. The man is a monster. I, uh, he just He's so tall, so big. Uh, and Matt Painter has been teasing us all summer with uh, how much better he has gotten. So, in your estimation, how much better has this young man gotten over the off season? I think he's definitely gotten a lot better. Certainly, and Coach Painter even pointed this out. Probably his, his two worst performances, apparently, so far in this preseason. At, you know, when you consider practices and you know scrimmages and games has been the Providence scrimmage and then this exhibition game last night where Zach hasn't been as efficient or, or played up to his capabilities that apparently he's been playing in, you know, in practice a lot of times. And even the two inter-squad scrimmages that I was fortunate enough to see, both of them, you know, he was completely dominant in both of those and just scoring at will and making a lot of his high percentage looks that he does get. You know, some of the problem it sounds like in the Providence game and then last night was, him just missing, you know, some shots that he normally makes at a higher percentage, which those things happen, of course. So I think some of it's just circumstance. But he got into a much better rhythm in the second half. You know, that was the first game Zach Eady's ever played in front of a capacity crowd for the most part. And so I think once he got settled in a little bit in the second half, uh, some of the nerves went away. He, he definitely started playing better. And so hopefully that's something that can carry over into future games. Yeah, you bring up something there, uh, Bobby, that uh, I don't think a lot of people take into consideration. You got guys like Ed and you know, and Ivy and and, and Caleb First. All, all these freshmen and sophomores have not played in front of a crowd uh, like that at Mackey. It, while it's great, I'm sure they've attended games while it's been that loud. It's it's different to uh, go out there on the court and play with that uh, kind of attention, isn't it? I mean, it definitely is. It's it's just going to be different from an adrenaline standpoint. 
uh, and even, you know, slight nerves. You know, I don't think those guys are like nervous, nervous, but there's definitely some jitters and adrenaline rush that comes with playing in front of big crowds that you just don't have when you're in practice or in a scrimmage or in the games like last year where it's friends and family. So there'll be an adjustment period. I think Purdue you know, could continue to have some struggles game to game here at the start of the season as guys get acclimated to the, the new situation. But uh, hopefully they get they knock all the rust off and get comfortable uh, by November 20th when the Boilers take on the Carolina Tar Heels. We're talking with uh, Purdue all-time great Bobby Riddell here on the Hammerhead Hotline, part of the uh, radio crew that calls the games. Uh, how about this team defensively? I, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. We had Brian Newbert talk uh, what, on Tuesday here on the show from Golden Black about how you know this team could possibly be struggling, uh, you know, defending off the dribble, being broken down uh, via that means. Uh, is that something that you saw last night? And is that something? How, how do you fix something? like that if you're Matt Painter uh, in, in relation to his uh, guards. Sure, yeah. The, definitely the biggest issue last night was, as you pointed out, just containing the dribble, giving up that dribble penetration, which not only leads to scoring in the paint for the opposition, but also some other perimeter players overhelping on the drives and then those ball handlers kicking it out to open shooters who give you any credit. They stepped up and knocked some shots down, but that was also a similar issue with the North Texas game last year in the tournament. Uh, North Texas stepped up and, and made open shots. And, and you know, in, in a one-and-done situation like the NCAA tournament, you can't just give teams good quality looks because if they make them that day, you know, you're in trouble. So Purdue's definitely got to lock in better on the defensive end. I think it's frustrating for Coach Painter because he's got a, quite a bit of experience coming back on this team. He's got some pretty good size and athleticism on the perimeter when you think about Eric Hunter, Jaden Ivey, Brandon Newman, guys of that nature. So I think where his coach painter's biggest frustration lies is maybe just lack of sense of urgency or lack of energy and effort on that side of the ball, as far as just taking pride in guarding the man in front of you and saying, okay, you're not getting by me today. I'm not going to force my teammates to have to help. I'm locking you down. And I think, Hopefully that's something that can be you know, driven home to those guys moving forward. Bobby Riddell on the Hammerhead Hotline with us. Uh, Purdue coming off an 86-64 to uh, 64 win over UND last night. Let, let's talk about the guy that it, it seems like everywhere in, in my circles here, they want to talk about Caleb first. Uh, comes in last night, 11 points, uh, three boards, uh, a couple of blocks as well. Uh, people just really seem to like this kid. seems like he just screams that you know that quintessential Purdue guy. Uh, what did you see out of him last night, and what did you think of his performance? I'm glad you brought Caleb up. I, I was really impressed with Caleb. I, you know, I might have been most impressed with him overall, as far as obviously being a freshman and coming out there and just really playing his role uh, very well last night. Uh, he's starting in that power forward position, kind of playing off of. Uh, at least in that starting lineup last night, playing off of Zach Eady and Jay Ivey, who are going to be kind of the main focal points of the offense in that starting group. And I just thought he really played his role well. He hit a number of open threes uh, on kickouts, so was able to step up, look confident uh, and comfortable shooting that shot, and then plays with a high motor, really crashed the glass at times. Uh, he's a big guy, so he's going to be able to finish around the rim well. And I just think he 
is already buying into his role on this team, which is hard for a guy who I'm sure who was a, the, the focal point on his high school team and was Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana last year. But he seems to me like he's got a skill set and a game and a mindset where he already is realizing what his role on this year's team can be. Uh, when you consider they have Travion Williams, Jaden Ivey, and Zach Eady, who are going to be the focal points possession, you know, most possessions offensively. I think I see him playing a vital role for this team because he seems to have bought into his role maybe more than some other guys who are going to have to hopefully buy into their, you know, secondary roles as the season goes on. Yeah, that's the hardest thing, I think, for this unit. Um, and, and something we've been talking about the last couple of weeks is, you know, everybody on these teams – they're usually the best player from their high school. You're playing Division One basketball. More than likely, you were the best player on your high school team. And you come up right. here, and now you have a team that is just – it's so deep. I mean, you could roll out, what, like 12 guys maybe that could be starting on other Division One teams. And it seems like the biggest hurdle here early on was just going to have to be – being able to accept that role, kind of put that ego aside. Now, I'm not saying that anybody on this team has that, but a lot of alpha males, right? I mean, you you want to go out there, you want to you want to be a big factor, and sometimes you kind of have to accept a reduced role. And everybody seems like they kind of have to do that this year to make this uh, thing work. That's hard to do um, from a player standpoint. I think that's hard to coach from a coaching standpoint, Bob. No question about it. I, you know, you you spoke about the talent, and the depth. I mean, you look down the roster, and you're like, that guy could score 15 points in a game. That guy could score 15 points in a game. That, you know, that guy could score yeah. 20 points in a game. And they just have a lot of guys who can put the ball in the basket. And there's only one ball, of course, and there's only a limited number of shots. And there's some guys who have separated themselves to where they're going to command more of the uh, possessions to run through them. And so it's going to fall on the other guys to realize they're going to have to pick their spots and do other things that on the court that are going to get them more playing time as far as little things, rebounding defense, of course, which uh, is a big issue right now. And so it's going to be just a matter of Coach Painter trying to motivate those guys to buy into more of those roles, but also because of the depth and the options, you know, he's going to hopefully have the luxury of whichever guys buy in, you're going to play more, and whichever guys maybe don't fully buy in they're going to see their minutes reduced. And so hopefully he gets at least, you know, a group of eight, nine guys that uh, he can depend on. Bobby Riddell on the Hammerhead hotline. Oh, by the way, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. So it was great to see, you know, Purdue people like Rafael Davis, is, I know, joined the Big Ten Network. Uh, Stephanie's also joining the uh, Big Ten Network. So we pair that up with you. We pair that up with Robbie. Uh, we just need a fifth, and we can have ourselves a, a whole like basketball squad of uh, now analysts, right? So who, who's who's next on deck? Who 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 gets behind a microphone next to fill out that five spot? Oh man, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, someone uh, <laughs> here soon. Once they, it'll probably be some guy who's current playing currently playing professionally once they decide to hang it up kramer's a guy uh, right certainly... would, would kramer be good at this yeah i think kramer would certainly be good at it he's got a good basketball iq he's played a lot of basketball now and is uh he's got the hair for t- he's career. got the hair for tv too right i mean it's, yeah, it's, it's a nice shelf and everything yeah TV. oh yeah, yeah no absolutely <laughs> <laughs> he's so dreamy so <laughs> we gotta get him on tv somewhere but uh, uh yeah hopefully maybe that'll be something tk 
looks to, to do. You, you are the first up. person in the history of this show to refer to Chris Kramer as dreamy, just so you know. I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever said that before, but that's that was your words, not mine. I'm just throwing that out there, Bobby Rattel. <laughs> always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend, man. Always have fun. I love listening to you and Rob. You guys always do such a great job, man. I, I really appreciate you being on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me, Jerry.